Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. It is officially time to begin one of my favorite exercises we do here at CR, a tradition that began last season, but one we hope to carry into each and every college tennis season moving forward. That, of course, is an exercise we refer to as NCAA Press Row, where I attempt to speak with each of the remaining 16 men's and women's head coaches prior to the start of the NCAA Tournament round of 16. Now, each of these conversations you'll hear over the next few days will be relatively similar in format. I want to talk to each of these coaches about their NCAA opening weekends, what allowed them to advance to this NCAA Sweet 16. Then I want to recap the season, where things stand. I want to talk about each team's best win of the year, the match they perhaps would like to replay the most from the course of the season. We'll talk about the team MVP, the most improved players that have made the success possible for all of these teams this season. Then, of course, I got to pick the coaches' brains about some big picture topics. I want to talk about the Super Regional format going to the top eight seeds for this round of 16 versus the traditional all-sweet 16 matches are played at one location format. What do these coaches prefer? Still very early in the exercise of determining if the Super Regional is worthwhile, but always fun to hear the coaches' initial reactions. And then, of course, we'll try to preview all of these Sweet 16 matches. I will try to coax as many match calculi as I I can from each of these coaches. What is their pathway to four points? How do they project their team's success moving forward throughout the NCAA tournament? We'll talk about all of that and so much more. Again, have a jam-packed week of content prepared for all of you listeners as we get all of you ready for the 2022 college tennis season's home stretch. Of course, you're going to be able to find each of these conversations both here on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed as well as on our website, CrackedRackets.com. Of course, you will also hear the same intro outro on each of these podcasts. I do apologize for that fact. Just makes life a little bit easier, a little bit cleaner for both myself and super producer Daniel Westoff. But again, over the next five days, I will attempt to speak with each and every men's and women's head coach remaining in the 2022 Division I NCAA tournament. Of course, the reason we're able to do that here on the Cracked Interviews podcast is because of the support we get from all of you college tennis fans out there who have tuned in week in, week out. We are immensely grateful for that fact. Also, I have to give a huge shout out to our friends at Swing Vision, who, of course, are on the forefront of all artificial intelligence innovations happening within the tennis world. If you are a college tennis head coach listening to these podcasts, if you are a player, if you are someone with high-level tennis aspirations, download the Swing Vision app today. You'll have access to more data, more things to improve your tennis game than you ever had before, all within the palm of your hand in an app on your phone. So again, learn more about our friends at Swing Vision by clicking on the link in the description to this podcast. I promise all of you, it is the most efficient way to improve your game in the modern day. A huge thank you to our friends at Swing Vision. Use that promo code CRACK20 when you sign up. But again, appreciate all of their support for this show. With that said, again, press row coming up. Going to try and speak with each of the remaining 16 men's and women's head coaches before the start of the NCAA round of 16. With that in mind, let's get to this interview. Hey, crack fans. 
Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of of course, friends who use our Cracked Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our Crack Racket Show, someone you know best as the head coach of the Cal women's tennis team. Welcome back to the show, Coach Amanda Augustus. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm good. Nice to see you again. Yeah, uh, glad nice, to be here. Nice to see you as well. Appreciate you taking the time to come. And obviously, we chat with you today uh, on the precipice of your NCAA round of 16 match. And your team last weekend able to advance with 4-0 victories over both Northern Arizona and Texas Tech. Uh, let's just start there. You don't drop a point in the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. I imagine that felt pretty good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, usually with those rounds, you know, you never quite know who's coming and, you know, often their teams, you know, you haven't played. So, yeah, I thought we did a good job of uh, being ready to go and just kind of adjusting as the matches got going. So, yeah, I was I was pleased with, with what we did last weekend. Absolutely. And, you know, looking at your team, and I acknowledge before I even ask that this may be a foolish question, but you guys are 18 and 7 overall. And obviously, you've had some very impressive wins. You've had some head scratchers as well. I know it's what, May 12th here today. Do you know how good your team is at this point of the season? Because <laughs> I swear, watching from afar, I'm convinced you've yet to play your best match as a group. I hope you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, it, it's kind of been a, a really fun season in a lot of ways. Um, and I think, you know, this team has, yeah, you know, I think we've had a lot of really, really great wins. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the time that you want to be peaking, um, the most important time of the season. So I'm really hopeful that, yeah, we, we definitely are still on the rise and, and that we were playing tennis right the way through May. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm curious, has this season, because you obviously have a younger group on your hands, I believe, what, only one senior on the roster in Julia. And does Julia have one more year left, by the way? I see senior. I'm never quite sure. Uh, yeah, we're, we're never quite sure how to put that <laughs> or not put that. But no, this is actually Julia's last last year. This this Got was it. her her extra year. So, yeah, she's she'll be she's graduated. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so but yeah, she's the only one on our team yeah. uh, that is. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and so with that in mind, and obviously Mazel Tov to her on the graduation, but, uh, you know, looking at your team, it's a young group. Uh, mm-hmm. What have been, you know, again, what are the challenges that come with coaching a group like this? Um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think it's just you kind of learn it through the matches, which is, I, I think, the way you want it to be. And um, I think this team's definitely very um you know they're very hard working you know on the court and off court and in the classroom and um yeah i just think you know it's part of you have to play like you can explain it all you want but until you play it and learn how it goes um you know i think that's that's the most important part of it yeah, and you know, again, for your team, I, I mentioned the record there at the top. Uh, you know, eighteen and seven overall here this season. I know you've had a lot of. You know, it's always tough to to offer awards, particularly before the season is end. Who on your team has improved the most this year as you've gone throughout the course of the season? Oh, that's that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I I really think we've we've improved all around uh, you know i think we've just improved a lot as a as a team like and i think that's something that i think we're probably most proud of because i yeah you know it's one thing if you have you know one player improve a ton but i just think we've learned you know we've played a lot of really top national competition this year which i think has been fantastic i think it's gonna for this season and going forward gonna you know bode really well um but yeah, no, I, I think we've improved. Our doubles has improved. I think singles improved. So uh, yeah, I just, this is a team. It's just really fun to come to practice every day and just enjoying the ride with them. And, and yeah, I, I can't, I don't think I can actually pin it on one player because I, I think, yeah, I mean, we've had tons of standout mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, you know, again, as you look through the course of the season, is there a match you can turn to maybe an inflection point where things either clicked or maybe they didn't click and there was a heart to heart after the match where people came together? Um, you know, no, I don't really think so. You know, I think it was good for us to be at the national indoors. You know, I think we made quarters there. You know, I, I, I mean, I think despite what it may look like on the outside, I think we've been pretty consistent. I, you know, I, I think so. I, that's one of our goals. And, and, you know, I think obviously we can't control the, the draw that we get or who we play. So, you know, I think we just try to be ready to go for each match. I mean, the girls are, are finishing up final exams this week, so it's a little, you know, it's busy, but that's kind of what we're used to at Cal. We're, we're busy and doing all kinds of things. And I think it'll be interesting you know, having played the Sweet 16 last year in Orlando, like, and now doing it differently, I think, um, yeah, I'm a little bit bummed because I, I really think that's a tremendous experience. And I kind of hope going forward, they look at returning maybe to that concept, you know, like we had Madison this year. Like, I, I just think it's it's really special. And I think all these teams that are in this round are really good. And, you know, I, I want the the young women to feel important and special as as they are. 
especially yeah. when you get to this point in the year. Do you think college tennis needs an Omaha equivalent wherever, you know, that home base where it's or whether it's Orlando or maybe Madison, which is in my yeah, that they haven't updated the bathrooms in math in Madison since 1975. But it's a tennis warehouse. Like the moment you walk in, it's all tennis all the time. Does college tennis need that? I don't think so. I, okay. I quite enjoy getting to see the tournament move around to different campuses. You know, I think there's special things, you know, when we have this tournament in, you know, in Athens, in Champaign, at, you know, Stanford. I, you know, I, I like to see it move around the country. And I, I think I think that, um, you know, makes for hopefully uh, – administrators and athletic directors to keep enhancing tennis facilities and and yeah i you know our team thinks especially when we go to madison you know we 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 don't mind that the bathrooms haven't been updated <laughs> the, the courts are great we get to play at one facility and it's a really special deal so um yeah i'd like to see it move around yeah. quite frankly no i mean there's talk again orlando because it does have the 100 courts right and is one of those few places that can actually accommodate an event like this athens probably on the short list of places as well although i always say if you guys want to come up to midland midland michigan like we've got a beautiful 40 court indoors 24 outdoors like come hang out uh, there's a reason they play the 125k there and so you know yeah no i yeah i mean there's lots of great places we've had it i mean they i you know college station had it years ago they did a good job I, you know I, I think stanford i thought did a fantastic job we'd like to see it out west a little more quite frankly mm-hmm. um yeah i mean uh, i remember last time we were in champagne i you know i'm sure they'll do a fantastic job as well so yeah i i think it's important for our sport that you know we are we are global. We are national. We're, you know, I, I think people don't realize that, you know, we've got 300, mm-hmm. you know, D1 women's teams. Like we're, we're unlike a lot of other sports. And I think there's, like you said, like there's a lot of great, great tennis to see all over the country. So mm-hmm. yeah, my hope is that we can continue to showcase that. And my parents have always said I'm an East Coaster who lives on Pacific time. So if you guys want to play the tournament <laughs> out west, like that's that's right in my strike zone. That you know, not, 12 p.m. midnight match ending at 3 a.m. would just be ideal for me. But you know, again, looking at the NCAA tournament this year, and obviously you all are traveling to go take on number six seeded NC State, and. You know, I think looking at this field more broadly, and this is something we've talked about all season long, it does feel like coming into the NCAA round of 16, there is still no definitive favorite to capture the NCAA title. I'm curious if, A, you have felt that way as well this season, B, is that a good thing for college tennis? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I do agree with you. I, I think it's going to be whoever's playing well and you know, all these teams are deep and seasoned and ready to go. You know, I think it's way different than last year where you had some teams that, you know, with the COVID had more players than others. Um, so now we're. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think it's anyone's game. And I think that's great. I, I really do. I, I love seeing, you know, these really competitive matchups, you know, week in, week out all over the country. Like, I think that's what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. With that in mind, you know, the term draw integrity gets thrown around with the NCAA tournament. I I mean, you know, Sheila better than I do, but to have number 17, Arizona State go to Oklahoma and, you know, Michigan gets sent off to Texas, all these different little things. 
I, I mean, again, I don't. I guess I won't ask you to criticize, but feel free to take this wherever you want. It feels as though the NCAA selection committee, their job is to make this tournament as cheap as possible and as affordable for all the different schools. And sometimes I feel as though draw integrity things and, you know, again, that sort of parity that we have gets flushed out subsequently. Do you feel that way at all? You know, I, I think one thing that maybe some of your listeners may not realize, we're one of the few sports that, you know, for the first and second rounds, the schools pay their own way to go there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, probably if you asked any team that gets in the tournament, you know, I'm sure the department is willing to, you know, pay to send them across the country if that's, you know, because it's a special deal. It really is. And um, so, yeah, I think I can see why it happens in other sports where, you know, the NCAA covers their first rounds or whatever. And it's, you know, this round's a little different in that, that this is the round where they start um, covering. But I would think they would want to have it in one place. It would be more cost efficient. But yeah, no, I, you know, I think, um, you know, the ITA, you know, we have a ranking system, unlike a lot of other sports. And, and, you know, we play a lot of matches, you know, especially this year, it was a bit better because we weren't quite so regional. People were able to travel a bit more and play. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd love to see, you know, hopefully them recognizing the things that are different about our sport from other sports and not try to standardize the sports. And then hopefully that can allow going forward a little more flexibility when they want to go and make a draw, mm-hmm. you know, just like U.S. Open or any other major tournament in our sport yeah i thought i was mathematically incompetent and then i started breaking down the travel matrix and i was like oh i get this i was like you still got it i was like yeah you can still you know pull out the pre-calc if you need to um <laughs> with that you know again with that in mind obviously want to talk about your team if you could replay any match from this season which would you pick <laughs> uh let's see um I don't know. Maybe that's a hard one. That's I imagine it, it's one of the seven, like one of the seven losses, not one of the 18 wins. I I could see it both ways. Actually. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. I was like, of course, you know, but you learn a lot from the losses. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I really think there's some matches where I felt like we played really well um, as well. You know, I think when we, we beat Stanford, I thought we played quite well. I, you know, I, I think, you know, you know, people have probably heard about some of our other wins, but, you know, I mean, I thought we played really quite well in, in our second round just last weekend against Texas Tech. So, yeah, I, you know, I think when you play well as a team and compete hard, I, I think I'd probably choose one of those matches. And, um, yeah, I think that's probably what I'd choose. Yeah. No, I mean, I, did you guys win other matches this year? I hadn't heard. I'm just, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's still not quite clear to me. I know you guys play Pepperdine. That's all I know. Like, yeah. You I play, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, I'm curious in looking at your team and the record, obviously three through five singles positions have where you guys have thrived all year long. And obviously you've played around at who's played in those different positions. You look, I think it's five different players at the five spot and, you know, four at the three, three at the four. Um, Good math. Again, we're just flexing everyone's numbers on people, but (laughs) I guess, yes, that's a pathway at the same time, given it's different names each week, burden or a blessing for you to have to have, you know, again, that you never know exactly where the four is going to come from, but that the four can come from anywhere. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, also, you know, I think probably 
you know, something hasn't been talked about, you know, I, I think, you know, Haley Javar at one has had some very, you know, she beat Connie Ma. She's, 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 she's had quite a few wins and I think she's kind of been flying under the radar a little bit too. Um, so, you know, I, I think it doesn't matter to us, you know, I think the best teams like, you know, you just want to get those four points from wherever they can come from. And every, every once in a while you place someone at some spot that's having a great day or it's not a good matchup. And, and I just think, um, yeah, I think we've got a deep team and I think I see that as a blessing that, you know, people can and are willing to play at whatever position they need to play at. And I think we've been pretty, pretty successful at, at every position. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud of the team for that this year. Cause that's not the case necessarily every year with teams. Yeah. When it comes down to a third set and it's just Hannah left on court, do you look at the trainer and say, hey, I need two cliff bars for myself, like ASAP? <laughs> we've got three hours left in this one. Yeah, I, I'd say so. You know, I think the funny part is she doesn't really need any, right? Like it's yeah. more it's more that probably her teammates and the coaching staff. Um, yeah, no. I, I, yeah, I, I think she's one of, you know, many, many great competitors we, we have on our team and and yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, those moments are so fun, right? Like they'll look back 10, 15 years from now and be like, A, they were that fit then. And, yeah. and, and, and B, you know, they, they got to have, you know, be that one in that position with their teammates cheering for them. And um, yeah, so it's, you know, in that match, some matches it's been Hannah, but actually, you know, we had, I think one of our first two round matches, Hannah finished first, which yeah. was fun. But, um, yeah, so, you know, sometimes sometimes she can play it the other way, too. Yeah, no, I mean, I saw you cramping during one of them. And I was like, oh, no, like, get the Gatorade. <laughs> I was like, the Pedialyte, we need it. Um, and so it is. I know. No. I'm, I'm not in as good a shape as I, as I used to be, you know, <laughs> so I yeah. need it. <laughs> I'd still take you at three doubles. I think you could hold your own. Um, but with all of that in mind, obviously, again, as you look at your team, and you mentioned it, obviously, Haley's played great. And, you know, across the season, different players have played great at different moments. You're taking on an NC State team that has dropped just three doubles points all season long. And obviously, is coming off of a year that saw them reach, you know, national indoor semifinals this year, NCAA semifinals last year. What sort of test does that present for your team here this weekend? What do you need to see from them if you guys want to continue to advance? Yeah, no, you know, I think obviously they've they've been very successful. And, you know, I think they've, um, you know, had a really good season this year. I mean, I, I think, you know, they haven't really seen us and we haven't really seen them. We didn't play a ton of common opponents this year just because of, um, you know, how our schedules panned out. But, um, yeah, no, I, you know, I think we'll, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting whether we play outside or play inside. I mean, I think that's another um, interesting component to it because I think the weather's, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's it's two different matches, whether it's inside or outside versus, uh, you know, the personnel. I mean, I think we know they're going to be ready to go. And, and you know, I, I think the person that, that wins this match and gets the lead eight definitely deserves to be there. Cause it's, you know, somebody to, uh, two I think very good teams that are going to battle hard. Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, they're serving and volleying in doubles, right? You're ready for that system. Like how do you guys prepare <laughs> accordingly? I'm curious. I know we're nerding out a bit. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, they're, they're, the team knows that when they play 
occasionally doubles against their coach in practice. You know, <laughs> their coach does like to serve a volley. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, we've actually played them. You know, I want to say in like an individuals, you know, so we're, we're decently familiar enough. It's not, you know, the biggest sort of adjustment, I would think. Um, but um, yeah, we'll be, I think we should be ready for it. Yeah. Are you a proponent of the NCAA should always be played outdoors? Because I remember in the past, obviously moving indoors. Look, sometimes it's a necessity due to the rain, but obviously you have some time to play with. Would you prefer to see the de- Are you fine waiting as long as it takes to try and make the match outdoors? You know, I I think this is so cool, right? Because we've only got the one match. You know, I I get it when you got a whole bunch of teams there waiting, trying to get on, and you got to not delay the the rest of the tournament for others. But, you know, I think in this particular situation, yeah, I mean, we're here. We, you know, we came all the way here for for one match. So I'm, you know, I just would like to see. you know, everyone get to play at the same time because that's, you know, what we do the rest of the year. Um, so, um, yeah, I do think, you know, I, I think it's just ironic because it's, you know, the NCAA has not been on the West Coast for a while. And the, the reason we were given for years was that we don't have indoor courts, but however, it, it also doesn't rain. So, <laughs> you know, we don't really need them. But anyway, you know, that's a, that's another another longer conversation for another time (laughs) i just assume after daniel win hit that diving volley in 11 they're just like well it's not going to get better than that here at stanford so we're just done with this site like let's just let's retire it we're not going to do it anymore but yeah i mean i agree i'm ready for some west coast action um and you know obviously with all that said last few questions for you here this group uh, of players obviously uh, the majority of them are coming back next season how have you balanced coaching for the now and getting the wins now with knowing, hey, we've got a foundation here, not just for this year, but for the next few seasons as well? Yeah, no, I, you know, I think that's that's what's been fun about it. You know, I think they'll, you know, take this experience, you know, that some of them, you know, Jessica and Katya and some of my freshmen can't believe they're already done with their, you know, they've got like maybe one more test or something, but they're done with their freshman year and, and. Yeah, I, I, you know, it goes by so fast, I, you know, and they they start to learn learn this. But um, but yeah, it just, you know, I think them kind of understanding it was nice to have a full year like we didn't we were one of those schools that didn't get to play last fall. Um, so now we can really plan ahead and, you know, hopefully we don't have another global pandemic so that we can, you know, continue to play those those, you know, fall events and and then build build their national rankings and yeah, just continue to, to grow. Um, because yeah, one thing builds on another and it'll be fun to, to have this core. Cause I think they'll stay connected quite well over the summer and then, you know, come back kind of ready, raring to go. No, absolutely. With that in mind, I got to ask you a question about Zach because I got my first <laughs> chance to really lock in on how he coaches, uh, at the national indoors this year. He's been with you, what, eight years now? I want to say this is his eighth season with you, something like that. Yeah, yep. Is it a fun yin-yang? Like, do, I feel like it's a really fun balance between the two of you. Yeah, no, I, you know, I think I've been really fortunate that, you know, we got connected and, and I yes, I do. I think we balance each other out really well. I think we, we like to work on different things. And, and yeah, you know, he's someone – um, that I really trust and respect. And I think for me, that's kind of my number one, um, when I am figuring out who I want to work with. So, yeah, I think we've, we've had a great partnership and, 
Um, you know, I enjoy coming to work with him every day and road trips and this whole deal. And I think that's something that's been, you know, and I guess I would say in our, in our conference, you know, whether it's, you know, Lily with Frankie or Stella and Rance, like, you know, I think um, that consistency for the players is really important. And, um, but yeah, I, I, we, we, we love match day and, you know, I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I really enjoy working with Zach. Watching you guys play Pepperdine at the indoors, you know, that if I'm sure you remember, got lost in it, the El Sola Flores first set breaker that was like 16 14. And after yes. Flores ends up taking it, but afterwards, like they were at the changeover, and you could tell Zach was like, I just need two minutes. He's like, Just give me a second, guy. <laughs> like, I'm feeling this one too. And so, again, that passion uh, is obviously what makes for exceptional coaching, and it's what makes. Uh, watching your team compete so extraordinarily enjoyable for all of us college tennis fans. One Katya Weirsholm question. I'm sure you're sick of answering them. Obviously, you've seen a lot of successful freshmen throughout your coaching tenure and throughout your time in college tennis. That said, you look at what Katya has been able to do 15-3 and three overall in dual matches. What's allowed her to thrive uh, this season? Um, I think she's a great fit in our program. I think she's a great fit at Cal on our team. Um, you know, I think both her, uh, Jessica Alsola's also had a really amazing freshman year. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think it's the right fit. And I think, you know, it's really important that when people, we, we really think it's important that we find the right fit for our team and our program. And I think Kachi is just great. And, um, yeah, we really enjoy working with her and, and, you know, I think she's just, just starting. So, uh, yeah, one semester. And so I think we've hopefully we'll have a real, real fun ride. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Cause Henrik's is Henrik with you guys this weekend? Cause I, he was there for a he hot is, second, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we ended up having, yeah, our, our initial mm-hmm. volunteer had uh, sort of more work commitments. So he wasn't able to, uh, um, be with us as much as we needed for the matches. So we made a switch about, yeah, I want to say about mid-year as, and so yeah, um, Henrik is is with us here and will be the rest of the season. So was that part um, of the recruiting deal? It's like we get Katya, no, but you have to manage, I, you have to deal with Henrik too. <laughs> actually, not at all. It was yeah. just yeah, he was actually working in New York. It it just it was kind of a fluke of circumstances with both, uh, you know, with that transition. So it just it worked out, and um, he brings a a, a great uh, set of experiences, you know, uh, obviously, you know, he <laughs> did pretty darn well, um, yeah. as a player himself. And, and, and I also think he gets it to like sort of the balance thing of, of academics and, and tennis. And I, and so it's, you know, not just sort of me saying that. Yeah. No, he was okay. <laughs> like he had a decent career, yeah. you know, a couple yeah. of matches he'd probably want back. Um, but no, I, I mean, with all that said, obviously, again, you guys face a tough test here this weekend, NC State. And I know I alluded to this earlier, but for your team here, uh, who've obviously you've proven you can beat the best at times this season, what's it going to take for you guys to, you know, again, bring that effort, match in, match out and continue to extend your season here in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I just think it's this point you just have to you just play one match at a time and you gotta give just leave everything out there on the courts and know that the other team is gonna do the same and and then you know hopefully we can be a little bit better um than they are on the day. And yeah, it's definitely the survive in advance, right? So we'll just uh 
you know, wherever we have to play, whatever conditions we have to play in, we'll be ready and we'll give it our best. And, and, and then, you know, hopefully uh, we'll keep it rolling. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, again, it's been very fun to watch your team play. And sincerely, I meant it when I said it. I, there's no re- I, your team's as good as anyone, right? On the right day, and so that's what's going to make this NCAA Sweet 16 so much fun. That's what's going to make this postseason stretch so much fun for all of us college tennis fans. So, coach, thank you as always for taking the time to chat. Wishing you and the team health and success, of course, this weekend. And did Haley got into the individuals, didn't she? I, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jessica's still on the alternate list, but yeah, Haley's in, and we're on the alternate list in doubles. So that's what it was. So we will be in Champagne. I love it. So I will see you there and I look forward to it. Good luck to you all this weekend, coach. Okay. I appreciate all you're doing. Thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with another head coach of a Sweet 16-bound college tennis team. A huge thank you both to this coach and every coach for taking the time to chat with us here at Cracked Rackets. Again, trying to set the scene for all of you listeners down the 2022 college tennis season's home stretch. I've been immensely flattered by the reception we have gotten from all of these coaches who are so willing to participate in this exercise. And again, try to set the scene. For all of you listeners, try to make sure you maximize your enjoyment through these final few weeks of the college tennis season. The plan here is to interview all 32 remaining head coaches. Now, it's only a success if we hit all 32. So I promise you, listeners, that will be our goal, as that is what we were able to accomplish last season. Again, you can find all of those podcasts here on this feed. You can find them on our website, crackrackets.com. A shout out, as always, to super producer Daniel Westoff on the ones and twos. He has a f- of an editing job to do this week, makes all of this content possible. So shout out to him. Shout out to our friends at Swing Vision as well. Again, learn more about the Swing Vision app by clicking on the link in the description to this show. With all of that said, for our fantastic guest, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Swing Vision, from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.